Ah, I'm still waiting. Yeah. And uh, 37 megs, I really don't care about. So, how much this space did System Restore take up? Holy fucking shit. Seven, almost 70 megs. Uh, 70 gigs. What is that? Is that pick the bits? Hello? Mr. Austin? Austin! Welcome to Pac-Man Cast, where we celebrate the 30th anniversary of Pac-Man. How do you feel about that, Al? I don't care. Why? Is that racism? No, I don't have anything against my yellow brothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I, I just don't give a shit about Pac-Man right now. That's racist. You're also not. You're hungry. racist. Your face is. Yeah, that's try guys at a podcast. This is episode 176. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, so we're mildly irritated with our computers. Uh, and I'm somewhat deaf because I just came from another concert uh, by this group called Super Gravity, which Maurice, for whom Maurice is serving as manager of sorts. Something like that. Yeah. You don't remember Maurice listening to our PAX East cast? Or mid packs cast, or whatever you want to call it. Um, listen to it. Live it. Learn it. Love it. Eat it. Well, don't really eat it, but yeah, sure. I am your host, Austin, and I'm here with... Me? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Who's you? Uh, the Antipode. Al. Al. Antipode. The A-N-T-I-P-O-D-E-E-E. -E -E. So it's pronounced Antipode? No, 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 no. That was a like a stuttering e. It's it's all the same letter. Stuttering fuck. Sounds like our connection is breaking up because of that, but it really isn't. We're just witty or stupid. I go for stupid. Uh, yes. So today we don't have Pete, cause he is at a weeding. Um, looking at people getting married. I think that's what usually happens at weddings. Usually. Either that, either that, or some mean ass drama that no one wants to happen, but does happen just because. Uh, but hopefully that's not happening. So to Pete, we bid you happy cake eating and terrible dancing on the dance floor, while drinking champagne. As for us, we've been playing shit. I don't know what Al's been playing though. So why don't you tell me? Uh, God of War three. Where are um. you right now? Uh, um, where am I in that game? Let's consult the backlog history. Last thing I did, since I'm the last person on Earth to play God of War 3, this shit not Chris. I am so yawning and stretchy. Mm, stretchy. Anyway. Itchy, uh, tasty. I am so itchy, so tasty. Ew. Ew. 
Uh, I am back at the Chamber of the Flame, according to my backlog. Um, I returned there after uh, obtaining Hermes' feet. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have to opine and say that's one of the most pointless power-ups ever, but go ahead. Yeah, it really doesn't seem like it serves a real purpose. I mean, you can use it in battle, but you don't have to use it in battle. Does it, yeah, it doesn't really do that much anyways. I've, I've never really I've never really reaped the benefits of Hermes' feats, but that's right. just me. And so um, I guess I'm about to go and um, do this great journey to uh, get to Pandora's box. Because mm-hmm. as far as I remember, the only god left is Zeus now. Unless I'm forgetting somebody. I I can't remember at the time. Because I know moment. that in the beginning there were four. Poseidon, Hades, Hermes, and Zeus. I think... Uh... And just just to, for correctness, because um, I don't... I'm, you know, I'm not up on my G things. And I don't know what a G thing is. Up on your G um, things. Uh, G standing for God. Um, Motherfucking G things. Apollo is the Roman version of Hermes, am I correct? Apollo is... No, that is incorrect. Apollo Ooh. is the sun god. Um, oh, the the Roman and, version of Helios. Let's look this up because I shouldn't say Apollo is a sun god necessarily. I mean, Helios mm-hmm. is the sun. Let's see. Helios is the sun? Apollo. Uh, okay, so Apollo applies to both Greek and Roman mythology. Aha! Uh-huh. He is one of the few gods, I believe, whose names, whose, whose name is the same in both, if not the mm-hmm. only. Um, let's see. You know what I don't Apollo get. has been variously recognized as a god of light and the sun, truth and prophecy, archery, medicine, healing, and plague, music, poetry, and the arts, yada, yada, yada. A lot of shit. In Hellenistic times, especially during the 3rd century BCE, as Apollo Helios, he became identified among the Greeks with Helios, god of the sun. That doesn't really tell us much. Okay, yeah, yeah. So in Greek mythology, the th- the sun was personified as Helios. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Helios is the sun, and mm-hmm. Apollo is. That the doesn't make sense though. Sun. Wikipedia here, right, right here says God of the Sun. Yeah, I know. And then, um, well, let's go look and click on Helios. Helios. Uh, in Greek mythology, the sun is personified as Helo- Helios. Right, but if you look under his heading, it says God of the Sun. Yeah. Awesome. Wh- whatever, man. Oh my god. Them, so anyhow. Them Greeks is Yeah. Um I completely forgot about him. I didn't include him in the uh in the Well, he wasn't actually standing with them, was he? Cuz he was busy like Oh no, he was standing with them in the beginning when the Titans were charging Mount Olympus and then he hopped on his little fiery horses and went about his merry way. Are you talking about Helios? Uh yeah, I honestly I I think you're right. I just can't remember yeah, at this point because I was worried about fun. cutting fools' heads off. Mm, I see. I I'm see. just trying to figure out how much in game I have left. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, 
Well, if you just beat Hermes, I'm pretty sure you're in the last third at the very least, if not more, if not further. Okay, because uh, I was expecting... how many how many hours? Let me ask. Uh, probably like five. I don't even five. Remember. So you're five in. So you probably yeah. You're probably like yeah. You're probably in the last third. I'd okay. say. The only reason being is um, there's a lot of shit that it says I don't have. Oh. And you know, like the the last thing I got was Hermes boots, but um, I'd gotten uh. Oh right, Apollo is ref- referred to in um, God of War because the bow is named after Apollo. <clears throat> anyway, um, I have Hades claw. I have of course, just one claw. Have, just one claw. Uh, all right, Hades is claws, 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 claws. <laughs> and um, I only have like three souls, and the the, the same three souls that you get in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sh- the the head, the feet, and that's it. And then um, looking at the collectibles, well, I only got like two sacrifices of the um, Gorgonized, and I didn't get any other sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised about that too, because I've been kind of good with the the secrets, and I've been wasting a lot of time. Um trying to find secret walls with Helios's head. Ah! Yeah. I, I I feel like I didn't even do that much. So I'm hoping that I didn't miss anything. Well, did you get all did you get the trophies for getting all of the uh, upgrades? Uh I didn't remember? check. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I I like the uh the trophies. I got that trophy for uh the secret hand room. Achievement whore! No, I'm not a achievement whore. And, trophy uh, whore! No, no trophy whore either. But um, I didn't thing. think that that hand room was much of a secret. Just didn't really seem like something that I needed to get a trophy for. Wait, hand room? Yeah, there's some room in Hades' uh, domain that has a... I think it has a an eye in it along with some experience. And there's a whole bunch of hands coming out from, from the ground. And it's a secret room and you get a trophy for finding it. I pr- it sounds somewhat familiar, but I couldn't tell you offhand. Tell me what. I whether 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 or not I oh went. you got it yeah. It was in this area where um, you had to uh, open a vent, and after you open the vent, you would um, go around and you had to push one of those bramble pots back down to the bottom. And, mm-hmm. Well, you had to push the bramble pot to the bottom to open the vent. And then after you did that, some uh, platform would come down, and the door would be accessible from there. But you could miss the door. It's just not that hard to miss the door. I can't visualize what you're saying, but the more and more you talk about it, that hand room does seem more and more familiar. So mm-hmm. I think I did yeah, end up getting it. It's like a little room and a whole bunch of hands coming out. <laughs> out <of her> <laughs> uh, hey, coming out of her mouth. Uh, yes, I played that. Um, I also tried out some demos. I tried out the Rocket Knight demo, which was pretty cool. Um, I don't know when I would actually buy it, but I would be interested in buying it. Um, I tried out Afterburner Climax for a couple of seconds, and that game seems pretty cool too, but I doubt that I would buy it. Uh, Did you try these demos on 360 or Steam? Oh yeah, they now have different uh, platforms. I've played them on 360. 
Wait, is is Afterburner Climax actually also on Steam? I I because I was referring more to the Rocket Knight. Uh, I don't know about Climax is on PS3 as well. I gotcha. Okay. But um, I played the both of those demos on like rapid demos. And um, on Steam this morning, actually, I played a little bit of this game, Altitude, which mm-hmm. is free this weekend. And it's an okay game. It's like a airplane deathmatch dogfight game. And you control it, with at least with the keyboard, uh, by pressing left and right to rotate and up and down to turn on your throttle and turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you shoot with some of the other keyboard keys or whatnot. You just basically have to fly around and shoot down other planes. Um, I want to try it with the gamepad, the my Logitech gamepad. I was charging batteries, but then I got into playing um, Seven Max. I finished Seven Max One Hundred One again. Charging batteries? Then, Is it a wireless? Uh, yeah. Controller? The, um, I have the wireless, uh, the cordless rumble pad. Three. Uh, ha. So I was charging my little uh, 15 minute batteries, and while I did that, I played <clears throat> Sam Max 101 and finished that, then started Sam Max 102, um, and and here I am. So I didn't really get to do much of anything else. Here uh, played, I am, Sam Max two. 2. Seven what? Who? What? What? Oh, Sam Max. Yes. Um. Yeah. So and then we played uh, Quick Two. Thursday night, which is yeah, fun. we did. Uh, Ooh, know, piece of candy, like fifteen to one. Yeah, but if we had played again, you would have won me. Remember what happened with Quake One? Yeah, I know, but the thing is, Quake Two is so much different. Like it's so so much different that I really couldn't adjust to it in time. That's why I like lost so much. The the physics are like somewhat different, and the the amount of damage that the weapons do is so much higher. You think so? Because the rocket. The rocket, or well, I, I think it's well, well documented, if if you call it that. The rocket in Quake mm-hmm. Two, everybody hates in comparison to Quake One. I don't know. Uh, I all I know is that I was getting one shotted <laughs> by like everything, and I'm like, what the fuck? And you know, I I felt that I was dying a lot quicker than I was in the original Quake. That's, I mean, like, I always, by the I always, rocket, it was just like one shot, boom, dead. What? I always feel like when I'm when I'm playing Quake One, everything is always happening faster, because mm-hmm. it does happen faster. But so does me dying. <laughs> I don't know. I think it takes longer for me to kill people in Quake uh, than it does in Quake Two. But then again, it's only one on one deathmatch. It's not like you know we were playing and there were seventy, ten people running around just like. Everybody's dying every couple of seconds. Yeah. So who knows? Um, that's it. Um, yeah, I could talk about what I did on DS, but it really doesn't matter. Why? Mo- doesn't it matter? I, most of the week I was busy working anyway, so I didn't get to play much. Oh. Yeah. Well, I actually, for once in my life, played something, uh, which I realize is a rare occasion, sir. Oh, shit. But uh, I went a little crazy... And download a whole shitload of bunch or a bunch load of shit, either or. I don't know how you want to pronounce it. Uh, on the DSiWare store, and let's see. Um, let me catalog what I bought. I bought Art Style Aquaria, which is the first 
art style game to launch on the DS, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. Back when it first, I should say the DSi, back when it first launched. Um, and then I went ahead, I went ahead and came in on Sunday. Yeah, okay. No, but art style box life, just because it looked interesting. I did not play either of those games, but I did play the third one that I bought, which was art style picto bits, which I attempted. Okay, keyword attempted to describe to Al while walking down the street. It is almost impossible to describe without looking at it on YouTube, but I will attempt to do so again. For all those of you who are listening, I think uh, all three of you, I think you should go to YouTube right now, post haste, and uh, download a video of it and watch it. But it is your ba- at the very, very, very core of it. It it's your it's your basic match. It's not even match three. It's match four, color game. So you match four colored bricks to make them disappear, to make them go away. Except you c- if you can also. Uh, you can also form boxes instead of matching long lines, so there's that. Um, and obviously the goal is to continue to get rid of as much shit as possible as it falls down on the screen. Um, the unique way, the unique thing about it is the way in which it's played. Uh, you basically pick up colored bricks from the bottom of the screen, or whatever's laying around, and when you pick them up by touching them, they get popped into a... I'm sorry, pushed into a stack. For all of those who who do not know computer science, uh, it is basically like a, a little a little meter on the left hand side of the screen that fills up, and last in is first out. So if you picked up in this specific order a red, a green, and a blue brick, the blue brick would be the one to come out first. So that's a simple explanation of that. And so once you fill that little stack up, when you touch the screen on an empty space the first brick in the stack gets put on the screen. So you basically have to maneuver it so that you can kind of quickly and stylish... Oh, I say stylish because it's it, it, cause it, the demo seems to, to uh, show you how to do things very smoothly. And I cannot replicate how smoothly it does things, obviously, because <laughs> I suck. But, like, just basically as fast as possible and as efficiently as possible, lay down those bricks. Just all you really do, all you end up really doing is rearranging existing blocks on the screen such that they help you match for or make boxes from the bricks that are falling down from the top. Um, the other different thing about it from other puzzle games, uh, other falling brick puzzle games, is that, um, well, there are two things mainly that are important to the gameplay. I feel like it happens kind of to the rhythm of the of the music that's playing. I could not. I, I I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but as the bricks are falling, every so often they will pause. So it kind of gives you some time to think and place, which is good because honestly, there's not that much room on the screen and not, not that much vertical room on the screen in the first place to do stuff. So you kind of need that pause. Uh, the second thing that it does is, um, even when it seems like play is stopped which in, if you are familiar with Tetris or Dr. Mario or whatever, whenever you form a line in Tetris or whenever you make a match in Dr. Mario, play seems to stop while the screen gets rid of those, you know, those colors. Uh, the same thing happens here in PictoBits, but you are still able to place and pick up bricks as you so, so choose. So you can kind of, I don't want to say cheat, but you can kind of you know, make additional combos while the game is waiting to get rid of those blocks. So... Um, 
But all that serves a purpose to uh, to form some pixel art on the top screen. So there's shit like Goombas, Mario, Link, uh, Iron Knuckles, Ice Climber, Balloon Fight Kids, and all that stuff. So um, while while you're getting rid of these bricks, they fill in the color of that art on the top of the screen, and you just basically keep going until uh, that picture is fully formed. Um, it like most puzzle games, it gets extremely addictive because it measures your time, how long it took you to complete the stage, and so you're like, I could do that shit faster. Let me try it again, and you try it again, mm. and you die, and you get mad that you die, so you try it a third die. time. <laughs> yeah, you die. Evader die. Duh. Does it say, like, die? Yes, Ooh, if you don't evade, it says die. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, so, it, it it's just, it's, it's uh, I think it's 500 points. Uh, for five bucks, it's a great little game. Um, I mean, I, I find it more interesting than something like, you know, your old standard Tetris or your other Falling Brick games, just because of the way... Just because of the way it feels when you play it, since it's using the touchscreen and stylus. It's, it's much like... It's much like how Meteos is just interesting because of how it feels to mm. play. Um, I gotta play that again. I like the way that game feels. Yeah, you do. Uh, so yeah, five five bucks basically plus tax. Uh, I think it's a. I think it's really good. Uh, I I could see myself um, playing it over and over again. Uh, even even once I beat it, just you know, just to improve my times because that's that's what those shits do to you. Um, Especially for five bucks, it's a good deal. Uh, so what else did I play that I actually downloaded? Okay, so I downloaded Bird and Beans because I, after I went like I, I got three thousand points and I just went kind of on a spree. So after the whole spree, I had two hundred points left, and I'm like, what is worth my time that I would want to spend two hundred points on? Uh, and Bird and Beans is two hundred points, and I realized that it's a mini game in WarioWare, but I don't carry WarioWare around with me, or my Game Boy Advance, which I probably should because there's still a lot of shit that I haven't played on it. But, um, Al, are you familiar with Bird and Beans? Because it's part of the original... Okay, so it's basically this little squat bird that's running around on the bottom of the screen that you control, going left and right. Oh, wait, like uh, Pioro? Not like Pioro. I don't know the name. Maybe it is. Well, Pioro is uh, the little bird game, and you have to eat stuff that falls from the sky. Yeah, 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 yep. Diagonally. Yep, no, you're right. That that is it. So, yeah, uh, um... For those who don't know, shit's falling from the sky, and you have to eat it. And your tongue spits out at a 45-degree angle, not a 90-degree angle, so you kind of have to time it um, with some with some measure of skill. Uh, and so that's 200 points, and I, I quickly died after, like, about three minutes of play because I kept on missing. But, I mean, for two bucks, it's, it's two bucks. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a fun little arcade romp. What else did I play? Uh, Starship Defense. I don't know how many of you were looking at Kotaku on the day that they posted the blog feature. Not the feature, but they posted a blog about um, this DSiWare game that looked like it was drawn on graph paper because it's pretty much black and white with little hints of color, but there's a grid under it. Um, I really liked the style, and I was like, that was one of the reasons why I was just, and not one of the reasons, but one of the things where I was like, if I ever get a DSi, I'm going to get this game. Totally forgot about it until I looked up top DSiWare games, and that showed up, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get that out. So I did get it, and I sounded exactly like that, exactly constipated, just like that when I bought the game. Uh, like this! And then I played it, and I was even more constipated. Now, it's, uh, it's, it seems to be your basic, um, I don't want to call it, Tower defense because there are no towers, but I mean, you look at the title; it's called Starship Defense. So mm-hmm. go figure. 
Um, but you have this ship in the middle, and you can add armaments to your ship in certain certain places uh, on the bottom screen. And then, like, there are waves of enemies at the top that kind of come down. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much like a tower defense game because there are waves of enemies that come down in a set path. Uh, and you have to place your guns, like, on the right places on your ship in order for for your ship to be protected against their onslaught. Um, you you destroy the enemies with your guns, and they give up energy for you to buy more stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the tower defense formula in a nutshell. Uh, so, you know, not having played all too many tower defense games, I, I can still kind of see where it kind of just was like, you know, the most unique thing about this is going to be the way that we draw it. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of fine. I mean, it looks great. Um, I don't, I'm not burned out in the tower defense genre because I don't play that many. Um, I don't know, Al, how, how many have you played in that? Because like, I know it hit really big when desktop tower defense came on and then pixel junk monsters and all that shit started, like, careening into the spotlight. Um, not really too big of a fan of, uh, tower defense. It has to have something, like, really, uh, attractive about it. Like, I like Plants vs. Zombies because, uh, it, it's an attractive looking game and it's pretty intense and it's fun at times mm -hmm. um i actually have played the final fantasy one and there's a final fun. fantasy tower defense game yeah crystal defenders oh uh, oh that's what it is okay see i'd never played that uh yeah i played uh the demo for one of them on xbox and it the i just didn't like the like the game itself is okay but the value proposition wasn't there because what Square Enix was trying to do was bring it out in, like, episodes. Oh. They would charge you, like, $10 an episode. And it was just, like... I mean, it's not an episode like there's a story, but it was, like, Crystal Defenders R1, Crystal Defenders R2, and then Crystal Defenders R3. And it was each of them was, like, $5 a piece. And I'm like, well, honestly, uh, I would pay, like, 250 for them, but I wouldn't pay $5 for them. Right. Because I'm not going to get that value out of uh, a simple tower defense game. That's, uh, that sounds kind of like what they were trying to do with My Life is King. Kind of. I think My Life is a King. Except that and, uh, I mean, in terms, of, in terms of the, the, the monetization of it, like the, the, the downloading right. and all. Yeah. Not the gameplay. But I think that, yeah, okay. Because I was going to say, I think that the, the, the scope is a lot bigger for something like My Life is a King as opposed to Crystal Defenders. Because Crystal Defenders was like, okay, well, you get like three stages and you get, you know, uh, I think you get, like, what are they? They're the Final Fantasy uh, Tactics Advanced Classes, I think. Either Tactics Advanced Classes or they are... Uh, I don't remember. I think it is Tactics Advanced Classes. So you had, like, um, mages, uh, like, new mile mages, I think, and uh, there were warriors and stuff. Not Well, I forget what they were called. But, you know, basically there were monsters traveling a set path, and you put your uh, defenders in the pathway, and they'd hack and slash or cast magic, or whatever it is, um, to stop them from getting to the other side and mm -hmm. eating your crystals or whatever it is. And then you can level up the characters that you already have, or you can add some new ones, and it all depends on your performance on the previous round. Um uh, let's see. Is there anything else that I play? I played a little, a stupid little like Robo Defense uh, Android. Android? Games, yeah, I have the same thing. I'm like, eh. You have it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, eh, and you know, I mean, uh, it's it's free. there. 
Yeah. Right. It was fun to play for about ten minutes, and when you're on the toilet and you got nothing else to do. Right. And so, something like that. It's cool to play because it's free, and you play for a couple of minutes, and you're satisfied. Um. But Plants vs. Zombies is by far the best tower defense game that I've played. You know why? It seems like mostly because it's not entirely a tower defense game. Yeah. Because it's not like, oh, I gotta set up guys and uh, wait for something to travel up, uh, like, through them. It's more like these zombies are, like, trying to bash in front of all of my uh, plants, and I have to use the plants to strategically keep them at bay. As opposed to, oh, I have to defeat these zombies as they travel in a set my path. plants. Yeah. Right. And plus, there's all those other mini games and stuff that really make it, it that increase by far the value of um, Plants vs. Zombies and their bosses. Right. I haven't seen any bosses in, uh, in any other tower defense game. But then again, I haven't played. Like, I remember when I was working at uh, technical support and. There was a, f- a flash tower defense game that was like really, really popular ar- among the people in my area, but is I never got into it. Desktop tower defense? It might be. I mean, it was is desktop tower defense a uh, like a flash game? I believe so. Yeah, uh, it was that, and um, the game that's like uh, I forget what the game is, but basically, like you click and you set a bomb, and then it sets off chain reactions. And you have to try and get as many chain reactions as you can. It's kind of uh, like uh, E4. Oh, okay. Slash uh, d- Bangayo. Yeah, kind of like Bangayo too. Um, Bangayo! It, but it was more simple because it was just basically like circles. It was almost like uh, like it's missile a circles. A circle. A circle. Uh, so, uh, yeah, back to the uh, matter in hand. Uh, tower defense. <laughs> yeah, so this Play. seems, <laughs> this game seems like the traditional one. So you might not be too into it. I did send you a link so you could take a look at the screenshot of it to see if that jogs your memory at all. Wait a second, because like the very first thing I saw when I looked at the link was Dragon Quest was, and I'm like, what? Which which I want. That is supposedly like it takes Dragon Quest monsters and turns it into like a mini Advance Wars. Though you oh. they, you don't have a playing field like Advance Wars, it's more like a chessboard. Right. So it's it's just but open. Still. But that I do want to get. I was debating between this and Starship Defense, and I'm like, well, I you know I I kind of know I kind of feel like I would know what to expect out of Dragon Quest Wars, and I'm gonna get it anyways. But mm-hmm. I really want to see what Starship Defense is all about. And then it turned out to be a tower defense game, and that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that this game looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, now looking at these two screenshots here. Um, what? <laughs> uh, the first one. Let's go to the first one first. Uh, the top screen has uh, these little green and gray things. The top screen are is just—it just shows you the those. They're just showing you what enemies are going to come down at you, and then they come down at you. So there's no gameplay necessarily that takes place on the top screen. Oh, this is just a layout. The, yes. So what's the reds and the the greens? Those are just greens. different enemies. That come down. Okay. Yeah. So, how do you interact with that? Like, at the bottom screen, all I see is a whole bunch of shit exploding. So, I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand what... So and, for and, a, are you trying so, to blow up these big ships? So, for anyone who, who is listening and can't see what Al's talking about, <laughs> uh, because this is a an audio medium, not a visual, um, I, I, I sent him a link to the top 10 DSiWare games on IGN. 
and it's on page three where they're talking about Starship Defense. It's number six out of the ten. And the screenshot shows um the screenshot shows a bunch of enemies on the top screen, little green and shadowy and red thingies, and then on the bottom there's a whole bunch of big ships and explosions. So the ships on the bottom, those big structures, those dr- mm-hmm. bit like those things that look like they're drawn with a pencil, are right. your ships. Aha. And on your ship, uh, for again, for anybody who can't see, uh, there are shadows of placement location. Uh, uh, it's terrible English. Uh, there are shadows where you can place weapons. So, like all, all around the perimeter of the ship, there are these little glowing spots where you can place um, weapons that you choose to purchase with energy. Oh, I see. Yes. So, um, so you basically you're basically mounting your guns, in mm-hmm. strate- like, and you got to make sure that you mount the right guns in the right place. Not that there's only one way to do things, but like you know, the the most appropriate for the given situation. Um, and so all the action takes place on the bottom screen. All of your interaction obviously takes place on the bottom screen. Um, I feel like no, that, that that's I was gonna say. I feel like most DSiWare game or all DSiWare games are required to have touchscreen, but Beard, Bird and Beans is totally D-pad based. Um, mm-hmm. But it's double screen based. Bird and Beans, no. Yeah. Really, it's just one screen. It's like basically a. a... GBA game and they let that go. Um, well, let's see. And beans. Uh, if I'm looking at the screenshots correctly for Bird and Beans, yeah. Uh, it's it, and it says Piro. Uh, yeah, it's basically um just the top screen for Bird and Beans, because it's mm. they basically just ripped it apart, ripped it out of um WarioWare. Out of WarioWare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So traditional tower defense game. Uh, I played maybe about uh. 10 minutes of it, not bad, pretty good, uh, but certainly not as interesting as it looks because of its aesthetic, you know? Right. Um, I uh, I also got... Oh, shit, what else I got? I also got Mario vs. Donkey Kong March of the Minis, um, and it had this big warning that was like, this content is also... Some of this content is also found in, in uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong 2 for the Nintendo DS. I'm like... Well, seeing as I'm not buying any new full games anyway, I might as well just go for this. But mm-hmm. um, it's uh, I don't, I had, I don't, I did not play the original Mario vs. Donkey Kong on Game Boy, so I am not familiar with how similar it is to it. So I can't give a comparison. But um, it it seems to be uh, uh one part Lemmings, one part um. What's uh one part Lemmings, one part Simpsons Krusty's Funhouse, hmm. which in which you like manipulate, and I could be totally wrong with the Krusty thing, but like you basically are trying to get these these toy Mario's from one end of the screen to an to to an exit, which is like Lemmings, mm-hmm. um, and in the first world that I completely beat just uh just a few minutes ago actually, um the only mechanic that you really have to worry about is moving bricks. And so, scattered throughout the stage, there are bricks um, within a kind of grid on top of the playing field. Or, I should say, overlaid over the playing field. So basically, you can pick up and drop bricks anywhere within that grid. So you can't just drop bricks anywhere you want. It has to be within a set grid that they set for you in the level. So, like... You could be you could be starting off like on a bridge, and there's this big hole in the bridge, and you have to get across the bridge, right? Um, right. There are a whole bunch of bricks that you can pick up, 
and you can place them anywhere. Like the game will make you will only let you place them anywhere like within the the crack of the bridge. So you can place them like in a staircase fashion so that the Mario's jump up, or you can place them in a downward staircase fashion where they descend, or you can place them like all the way across. But you can't just you can't like place them directly in front of the minis so that they can't move anywhere. Right. Because the grid doesn't extend there. Um. Uh, and and for those who aren't listening. Those who aren't listening wouldn't be hearing this. <laughs> um, <laughs> for those who aren't be able to visualize this, um, if you, I think there's a good screenshot on Giant Bomb. If you just go there um, and look at some of the screenshots there. Uh, no, there are not good screenshots. Oh, no, there is. There are. The first screenshot when you go to the images section is, is a good example of this. Um, and I'm also going to send it to you, Al. Okay. But... If you're looking at the sc- any screenshot of the game, you can see that um, you know there, there's a bunch of shit happening, but then there's these pink squares, mm-hmm. and then pink dotted lines where you can place those squares. So that's basically your restriction. Um, and again, it's super addictive because they time they time you, and then they grade you, and then there's all this stuff that you could pick up on the screen. But you could choose to forego that if you're like, I just want to get to the exit. But then you get to the exit and you're like, I don't feel complete. Let me go back and finish it. Um, so there's, you know, I, I guess any kind of little puzzle game that has a timer to it and little extra things to it, like, I'm I'm screwed. Because I will want to keep on going back to that same stage and do it over and over again. Um, but are you seeing the screenshot? Mm-hmm. Okay. So is that clear now? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm... I mean, it's definitely different from the first Marvel DK. But what was that like? Can you tell me? That was basically you playing as Mario, and you had all of like the the standard Mario. Like Marvel's Donkey Kong, the first one was like Donkey Kong. Okay, but but you had intricate... minis to deal with. Okay. But Mario vs. DK2, the reason why I didn't get this is because it was a complete uh, a complete diversion from. The original Mario vs. Donkey Kong, because it wasn't like Donkey Kong, where you would have to be platforming and trying to get. Are you the wait? Are you talking about the Game Boy one or the Game Boy Advance one? Game Boy Advance. Okay, because I know there's a Game Boy one, but did they just did they just call that Donkey Kong? Yeah, that was just a remake. Of oh, okay, okay, and it, then it had more intricate levels. Right, it had okay. the original and just with like a cool background to it. And then it had a whole bunch of other different stages where you were chasing Donkey Kong all right. over the world and shit. Which, that that was also a really good game. Yeah, I gotta find that somewhere. Yeah. Really good game. So, so in the original yeah. Mario vs. Donkey Kong, you weren't moving around bricks and shit, right? You were just kind of like... You were Mario. Okay. And, and you had to pick up the... Like, you had all the different moves, like the... Uh, the... The somersault and the triple jump and you know all of the Mario's like Mario sixty four moves. Uh oh, interesting. Okay. And you had to use all of that to get to different places to like you know hit switches to operate certain uh you know like conveyor belts and things like that so you can get the minis into the door. To right. Because you, know, like, you had to basically collect the minis because. Your store was selling minis, but then Donkey Kong was like watching TV, and he was attracted to the minis. I forget what the reason was, and so then he like broke into the store and stole the minis. And you try and stop them, and then they like scatter all over the place. Right. 
So it was similar to this, except you controlled Mario. Because in this one, you don't even control anything. You just you just place shit and then right. and then let them go. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, it's not that simple. But like you play, like you can. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like okay, so there's this one stage where the exit is on the right, but to the left there are like coins sitting there, right? And so you have to find a way to like place the bricks such that they that they turn around and go grab the coins and then replace them so that they go to the exit. So it's not like ah. it's not like you pick them up and you place them and that's it. Like you can manipulate them as they're walking around and you can manipulate them like as many times as you want, you know? So it's not just drag and drop and you're done. Um Ooh. and that makes it a little bit more complex and more interesting. Um what else did I buy? Um I bought Photo Dojo for free, so I didn't really buy it. But there's mm-hmm. there, I, I can't try it out because there's no friends to try it out with yet. Um I have to You could take a picture of your drawer. Of my drawer? <laughs> I don't know. Open drawer. <laughs> um Let me go back to this top DSIware games on the on, on IGN because it might give me an idea of what I bought. <laughs> um <laughs> I think March of the Minis might have been 800 points. I could be wrong. It looked like it. I think it was 800 from the... Uh, wait, actually, I stopped the DS thing up, and it is 800. Yeah. So then, um... So then I, uh... That was what left me over with 200 to buy... What's it called? Um, the Bird and Bean. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It's one of those things where... You know, I'm looking at iPhone games and I'm looking at like Android games, which are which are admittedly far behind iPhone games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, and I have I have uh, bust a move for i for for my for my Droid, but that's you know that's nothing to scream about. It's bust a move. Yeah. Um. But these are just like I I still feel like there's a there's a palpable difference between like um a. Uh, this is going to sound wrong, but a good old-fashioned game, video game, and, like, an iPhone game. I think most iPhone games are it's still on that casual tip. That's the thing. Well, like, I was are, thinking about that. These are casual, that. too, though. But they're more made with the, um, like, the mindset of a traditional console home game, right? No, I, not I, wouldn't, like... I wouldn't say that either. Uh, I, no? I, that's why I'm having trouble... Verbalizing it is because it's it's kind of an intangible thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that I have buttons on this thing, and if I wanted to play Bird and Beans, I can. Or maybe it's just the, maybe it's just the kind of Nintendo aesthetic, not the aesthetic, the the Nintendo stamp. Okay, like there's a very distinct feel when you're playing a game that's published or made by Nintendo, unless sure. it's a piece of shit. Um, versus other casual games, maybe that that you might play like on an iPhone, such as Cannibal. Which is kind of cool, um, but it just feels different. Like, like Bit Trip Runner could be done on iPhone, right? And that might feel like I, I, see, I, I that's what I'm saying. It's 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 kind of I don't know. I don't know how to really describe it. It it I, I, it's got to be the buttons. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it, it's really kind of difficult to tell. It's kind of it might also be just the fact that it's like, hey, um, at any given moment I could quit this game and go play Advance Wars that's sitting in my slot or go play uh, Castlevania if I wanted to and I can switch between that whereas you can't play something like Castlevania the right way I should say on an iPhone or an Android or a droid you know you can't 
Um, sure. Unless you found some weird way to make the droid keyboard work, and that would be kind of weird, but, you know, so be it. You know, so so I guess it's the fact that it has that stuff, and it has traditional stuff, and you can play it all at once. I mean, like, there are certain games that, that are coming out. Um, well, I, I think Earthworm Jim came out for um, for DSiWare. Now, I don't know if that's, like, a gimped version or a real version. I think Rayman also came out for DSiWare, the original Rayman. So, And those are games that you play with the D-pad, and they're, like, more traditional. You know? Mm-hmm. So... So I don't know. I mean, um, I, I, it it it's it just feels good to be able to carry around um, games in my DS without having to switch them out. And it's the same thing that I was talking about with like the PSP and the memory stick. You know, like you don't like you download download the games off the PSP store and just playing them straight off the memory stick is is, is a great feeling. And that's why I was kind of like I am not entirely. What's it called? I'm not entirely opposed to the PSP Go. It's just that you know they they kind of made it too expensive. Yeah, they completely like screwed that that thing up. I was gonna say something, but I decided not to. Oh, oh, why not? Indulge me. Um, now they completely butt fucked it, but that's just not right. Not right to say. Oh, if I said it anyway. Oh well. Have you not been playing Apollo Justice? I wanted to hear more where you are. More uh, about where you're in. Apollo Justice in uh, quite a few days. Um, I am currently. Ooh, that's not good. Where am I in that game? I don't think I'm back in court yet. I think I'm still uh, investigating. Yeah, I am still investigating. Um, trying to figure out. The connection between uh, Miractus Clinic and the um, the crime, so I can get in and talk to the people there. Uh, That's pretty much it. Is it? It. I might have missed that. Uh, it might have gone in one ear at the other. Are you still on case number two? Yes, I am. Okay, gotcha. I didn't say it. Okay, so I'm not going crazy, even though I am. Because uh, I, I asked because I just started it again because I'm stupid like that. Because after beating Phoenix Wright, which I did this past week, I was like, oh, I kind of want to see how Apollo Justice looks about this ice cream. It looks very good, by the way. And so I started playing mm-hmm. it, and I was like, okay, it looks good. I think I'll go keep playing it, even though I shouldn't, and I should play. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, fuck True Dracula. F-U-K True Dracula. That asshole... Is preventing me from fitting. Oh yes, okay, yeah. And I was like, "True Dracula." Why does that sound familiar? Portrait of Ruin. I, I, I'm this close to just giving up and saying, "All right, I'm gonna try Order of Ecclesia." Oh. Because I figure if I'm at True Dracula, I am at the end. It's just a matter of me beating him, and I, I like he kept on beating my ass. Because it does that stupid thing where you fight Death and Dracula, and then it's like, "Oh, guess what? Here's another boss." (laughs) Yeah, it it was pretty tough. I should probably play that again. Well, um, one of these days, I'm just gonna go through all of the um. The Castlevanians again, even uh, Circle of the Moon. Right. Oh, I see. I my opinion. See that my opinion of that game changed um, over time. Really? Yeah. Like I don't like. I actively do not like that game now. I know. I thought you didn't like it before. No, Circle of the Moon. No, I I really liked it. 
Oh, the, the, I, that's why I said even Circle of the Moon, like, oh. because I knew you didn't like it. No, the first time, remember, okay, when we first got our Game Boy Advances, and you had it before I did, and you were showing mm -hmm. it to me, I'm like, holy shit, this is kind of awesome, oh, I love this, <laughs> and then my only problem was that I, I can't see it because it's too dark, and that's because the Game Boy Advance didn't have the backlight. Right. But once I played Harmony of Dissonance, and then I played uh, Aria of Sorrow, and then I started playing Dawn of Sorrow. All the better ones. And, like, it, it like... Circle of the Moon just started going, just started feeling worse and worse and worse, partially because, actually mostly because of how it controlled. Mm -hmm. Like, Nathan Graves moves like a fucking slug, and it's like, why does every portable, initial portable game in the Castlevania series make you move like a slug? Like Castlevania Adventure. Because uh, they don't know how it works. I don't know. And like, uh, like that, that card system was really cool, but then it sped out like a whole bunch of useless things. I don't know, it, it if they okay, it's like this. If it controlled better, it'd be a fantastic. Like I would actually love it, but it didn't. So mm -hmm. it's really frust. It's really frustrating to play a Castlevania game that doesn't control right when you're completely not expect not not that you're not expecting it, but it shouldn't control poorly. Mm -hmm. Like the original Castlevania on NES, I guess it gives a, it gets a pass because it's designed in such a way that like. I don't know. I, I, I really shouldn't apologize for those games, but I feel like it's okay that those games kind of control shitty. Even though mm. even though something like Contra doesn't, you know? True. I, it's probably just the way they uh they designed it. They, I mean, it's kind of sucks to say that they designed it to be shitty, but maybe they designed uh the Castlevania experience to be of a more meandering, slow-paced uh you know, the strategy is in not in the fact that you're like running really fast and like whipping the shit out of all the ghouls and shit, but you're kind of like slow, taking it easy, and shit just comes at you, and you gotta take it one enemy at a time. Yeah. It, it, also, also, I think it's just the fact that once you blow something out into a kind of Metroid-esque, um, I'm not even gonna say Metroidvania because it's Metroid. It's not anything to do with Castlevania. They just took it. But once you blow things out into a Metroid-type landscape, like, mm -hmm. part of being able to play that game is having the agility to to, to traverse that world. And I know that you get power-ups and stuff, but that doesn't mean that you should make me move like a slug. Right, Especially and that's because, what makes... Yeah. I was, oh, was going to say, that's what makes uh, Harmony of Distance so good, because you just, like, just jet all over the place. Yeah, and, and because they're so... There's so much to to explore. Like, if you move really slowly, it's just irritating, because you have to go like so far, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. So, fuck you, Dracula. I I'm <laughs> see. I don't know. I don't know if I want to sit there and grind for gold to buy more items. Or, or tell me something. Okay, I was reading a fact because I got really frustrated at not being able to beat him. And they said, if you mastered the Bible... Now, how do you master these weapons? Because I never even bothered to sit down and do that. I don't know. It's been so long since I've played but, that game. But does that sound like something that you can actually do? Or or is that something that the, the person Maybe who, who they wrote mean the... Master as, as in, in know the, how to use well. Yeah, because that's probably like how I beat it. I'm thinking about it now. Uh, because the Bible would hit a lot as it spun around. Right. So what I would do is I would jump, I think, throw two. And then kind of do whips in between and dodge, and then throw two. Right. I think that that's probably what they mean. 
All right, because I was because yeah. there isn't any improvement over the actual Bible mechanic now that I'm thinking about it a little more. And that's what I was looking for. I was like, did I just miss this whole aspect of the game? I'm like, do I need to now <laughs> go back and do it over again? And it's like, I, and I didn't want to do that, so I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Um, which is more than I usually do, which is a miracle. A miracle. Um. I think I'm going to start to get addicted to this DSiWare store if they have a lot of good games in it. But, like, from everything that I'm hearing, it's like, I probably have, like, 50% of everything that you need to own, which is kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Um, any Anything else that, that, that you've perhaps Pete Vellucci'd, in other words, forgotten and then just remembered? Nah, All right, then we're moving on to some shit. Be right back. Thanks to the Antipode Alfred, we got a, a, a look at uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 at the Nintendo World Store. Why don't you tell us about what the event was all about, because you're the one that got the invite. What did it say? Uh, I don't know what it said. You want me to tell you what it said? Sure. Okay. Um, da, da, da. Where is it? Da, da, da. Here it is. Da, 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 da. Uh, actually, I will uh, read what the invitation says. It says, <coughs> Dear Alfred, uh, prepare to blast off on a spectacular new adventure. Nintendo is throwing an out-of-this-world pre-launch party to celebrate the release of the new game, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Astronaut ice cream. Yeah. As an elite status member of Club Nintendo who lives in the New York metropolitan area, you are invited to attend this exclusive event. We are extending priority invitations to Club Nintendo members who have achieved platinum status within the past two Club Nintendo years. Don't miss this chance to be one of the first to experience the game before it's available in stores. And it was yesterday between 5 and 8. Highlights played the game before it's released. Meet Mario and Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario. Uh, we met Mario! Yeah. Uh, the giveaways, refreshments, and trivia game and prizes. And refreshments were Pretty damn good. Yes, that was... I went into it planning on, like, not really eating all that much just to, you know, sate my stomach for the impending liquor haul. Mm. And then the food was good, so I ate more of it. A lot of it. We ate and drank like merry people yesterday. Yes. It was great. And, um... Let's see. Let's see... I RSVP'd to that, and then we went, and uh, we basically played some Mario Galaxy 2. Yep. And it comes out tomorrow, which uh, if maybe if we get this uh, podcast up uh, today. Which I which doubt, because, probably, I, because 175 I, is still not up. Oh, I still oh, got to well, mess yeah. with that. So basically, this event has already passed right. tomorrow. Correct. Uh, the game comes out, and they actually have another... Um, uh, formal event for the game. Where is it? Here it is. 523 launch party at Nintendo World. I'm going to read this one. 
come to Nintendo World on Sunday, 523, from 11 to 2, to celebrate the launch of Super Mario Galaxy for the Wii console. Mario Galaxy 2, I should say. For the Wii console. Take your picture with Mario and My Luigi. My name is Iwata. <laughs> Meet the voice of Mario, Charles Martinet. Uh, participate in the Super Mario Galaxy 2 challenge for a chance to win prizes and be one of the first to purchase and play the game. Free gifts while supply lasts. Which is probably more astronaut ice cream. <laughs> Alright, so so they gave out a swag bag um, with, uh, with freeze-dried strawberries and astronaut ice cream. Because it was a whole space thing. And like... I remember I um like I opened the swag bag and I was like it sounds like something's crinkly in here and then like I took out this like foil package and I'm like is it what, what is this astronaut ice cream and I was like ha 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 yeah because like it's galaxy and I was like ha ha what a joke like not like not brushing it off but just like you know ha that's clever if it is and it ended up being mm-hmm. that so I ate it yeah uh, it's gone yeah completely gone so you can't win that sorry guys <clears throat> but that's okay I don't think you wanted it anyways right, right? because um... right. Right. It was good though. Right. Mm-mm, bitch. Mm-mm, bitch. Jurassic Park. <laughs> they ate me. They ate me. Um but yeah, so Mario Galaxy 2, I I I am not proud to admit that I have not played the uh original. I'm proud to admit that shit. Fuck it. I haven't played any Mario I haven't played Mario Galaxy, Mario Galaxy 2. I haven't even finished Mario You played more Mario Galaxy 2 than you played Mario Galaxy. That's for sure. I mean, if you think about it. <laughs> well, yeah, because I played Mario Galaxy. Uh, actually, no, I think I might have played uh, Mario Galaxy like um, at the Nintendo store or somewhere else. I can't really remember. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. All I know is that I haven't played a, a straight Mario game in a long time. Not counting at, uh, New Super Mario at PAX? Not counting New Super Mario Facts. We didn't even get that much time with it. It was pretty much half an hour. Um, yeah. I, I will say that it makes me, it definitely makes me want to play Mario Galaxy because, you know, as if there weren't enough reason to play Mario Galaxy in the first place. Um, True. Like, just playing this is like, all right, I, I really got to get on my horse and hurry up and play the first one. Um, so, but so what did we see there that was supposedly new from, from Mario Galaxy 1? Uh, 2 has side scrolling stages. Not necessarily mm-hmm. side-scrolling stages per se, but areas where areas where it's side-scrolling, and then shifts over. We 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 took a small video of um, the viewpoint shifting from side-scrolling to overhead, which is pretty trippy. Um, and it's in one of those typical levels where you you know where the gravity changes and it's all crazy and shit. Um, why don't you tell us about because you played the side scrolling areas and I mostly played the three D areas. What did you think of the right. side scrolling part? And the side scrolling part was actually pretty cool. Like um, the level that I played was a uh, it was the gravity level, uh-huh. and essentially there are areas where the gravity is normal, and then there are areas where the gravity is reversed. Right. Uh, when you run around and cross the area, you flip. And then there are also um, switches that activate the gravity in certain certain parts. So, like, there may be an area and you can see the arrows, but the, the actual gravity isn't taking effect there. So when you hit the switch, everything flips over. 
there's also enemies like that have spikes on one side and they're soft in the other and you have to flip the gravity so that the spiky side is on the floor and then they're continuing to walk so that you can uh, crush them from the soft side. Uh, then there are the areas where it changes from the up-down gravity to like straight overhead and the perspective was kind of weird. Yeah, I gotta ask like, you about that. Like, how did you... Because you can barely see how you jump. Right. It, well, you hardly ever see how you jump, like, in the overhead or whatnot. And I think there were Goombas that you had to crush through, which was really funny. Um, I think that it was really funny in, in terms of, like... Take a shot. Like, it was, like, slightly... Hmm? I said take a uh, shot. Take a shot. Uh, the, the way that the orientation changed. It was like you run and everything is forward, but then as you jump across the the zone to go overhead, he flips from being sideways and then he kind of like turns almost toward the screen and then all of a sudden you just see his hat. (laughs) And uh, then now you're, you're, I think... You still are pressing right to go right. It's not like um, your your controls change or anything. Right, I'm correct. But <laughs> right, right, take a shot. right. We took too many uh, yesterday. Yeah, and we had some free ones too. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else really, but um. The. It was really cool, like, just running back and forth between those kinds of areas and um, doing the, the, the galaxy stuff was pretty funny, too. Um, I guess you can talk a little bit about that, you know, running around in 3D areas. Uh, like, for example, tell them about the, the whole cloud thing, which I think the cloud uh, suit is new. For yes, Mario I believe too. it is new. And so basically, uh, basically, um, basically, basically, the cloud uh, lets you basically make your own platforms. So if you're falling down uh, and you want to kind of save your ass, you can shake the Wii remote and it and it generates a cloud. So that you you basically land on there. And I remember reading an article either on Kotaku or Game Life or One Up. Where they're saying, like, you know, oh, does the cloud suit make the game too easy? And it kind of does, but at the same time, I kind of feel like it's they design areas for it um, that are like that would be almost impossible without it. Which, which I guess, I, I guess it makes it a it makes it a test of your ability to it, it makes it a test of your reflexes. Like, like, do you understand that this gap is too wide for you to cross, and are you quick enough to generate a cloud before you fall to your death? Or do you suck? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I mean, I do. I do worry about it making some areas more easy than they should be, but it's it's not a huge concern um, because like m- other parts of Mario games are plenty challenging anyway. So you know what I mean. So it's like it's not like it's not like it's making the game a pushover. Now I, we did experience the hint system. There was like this big ass monitor that was like, <laughs> oh. This is how you do the thing, and you should, you know, you should drill into this hole, and then you should do it in this specific way. And I'm, uh, uh, we were both just like, please, let's not hit that monitor ever again, because we did not want any hints, because we missed. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. It was like, um, here's a, a hint for like a, a way that you can do this, 
and we were like, okay, um, we're can like, we quit this? Yeah, yeah we're like, we, we, um, we've played video games before. We kind of figured it out. But I, I understand. Well, it, honestly, it's, it's, you know, it's optional. I mean, it's a sign. You can read it if you want to. Right. Um, well, let me ask you this. If you remember whether or not um, it actually just launched into the tutorial or if it asked us, do you want a hint? That asked us, okay. and we, we said yes, and we were like, fuck, why do we say yes? <laughs> so that's okay, then. I mean, if it just launched into it, I would have been like, excuse me, I don't know. No, please no. You know? But, okay. So the other thing that we did was we played it um, co-op. But not yeah, co-op but as in, not... not co-op as in Starbridge co-op, but co-op as in I took the nunchuck and, and Al took the Wii remote, which is kind of weird. But I would like to try to play the whole game that way one day. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like, I was doing the jumping and the uh, the the spinning and the star throwing, and he was just basically navigating Mario and doing butt stomps. Yeah, um, and that, that was a lot of fun. We actually played against a boss. Um, it was Lakitu, right? Um, we did that one, too, yeah. We did... Uh... Lakitu and the drill boss. The drill boss. Oh, right, 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 right. I remember now. Um, yeah, so the Lakitu one actually involved a little bit of Yoshi, and that's why I want to talk about that one. Uh, I wanted to ask you how it felt to play as Yoshi, particularly um, particularly because uh, he's a new... Like, we've never seen Yoshi in 3D. True. Like, well, sort of, kind of not, sort of, yeah. Hmm. What? Never rode Yoshi in 3D. That's what I, but that's what I meant. Yeah, because I think Yoshi was in, uh, what's it called? Mario 64 DS, which doesn't really matter. Oh, no, he was, you're right. But you didn't ride him. Yeah, you just played, you, you're right, you just played as him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um... Well, honestly, since all I did was like jump and use the tongue and stuff, yeah, um, you did. <laughs> uh, that was um, the whole tongue thing was really funny because the the way the boss works was that like he was throwing down spinies and uh, you had to eat the spinies and then shoot them back, and they would give you a little target. When you came in range, so that you can, um, you know, take the tongue out and eat the spinies. And then you had to target Lakitu, who was just like in the air, kind of in 3D space. And it just seemed like you really weren't aiming for him. They had a little arrow that showed like the general direction in which you were going to shoot the, the, the spine. Excuse me, the spiny, but it just never seemed like it was actually going to get to him, but it, it usually does. And um, then it, it was pretty simple. I mean, it wasn't like it was something wholly different from running around with just Mario. It sounded like you said running around. I think that was what I said because I was like moving my, you my want, nose. You were moving your nose Wanting a around? Wound. Move it. Why is from your grave? Why is from your grave? <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. like, You had to use the tongue to like to, what's it called, um, there were, like, 
kind of like a Bionic Commando, you had to like hook onto some things to swing around to get to that top ledge. How did that feel? Mm-hmm. And I'm asking this because while I was controlling Yoshi, um, I wasn't doing the jumping part, so it's kind of weird to... to... I, that's a really weird question to ask either of us because neither of us had the full experience. <laughs> um, I, from my point of view, it was uh, cool. Like, Basically, what was weird about that was I had to be facing the right way, or you had to be facing the right way. So um, a lot of the times I was hitting the, the little hook thingy, and I was going the opposite direction that I wanted to. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was funny though. Uh, I don't know. I I would like to see, and it probably is, but I would like to see more like swinging to get from point A to point B with Yoshi, mm-hmm. almost like God of War type. Those like when you were chasing, <laughs> you had to do all the swinging and then jumping and swinging and then running around and then you had to jump and then climb and then swing. Right. I I will say a uh, new way to play Mario uh is, is to split do that split like it's if you <clears throat> if you you know no games like if if you're just like a casual Wii owner and you know mostly play Wii sports and then like you know I'll try this Mario Galaxy no but like because you'll get frustrated with the other person or the other person will get frustrated with you but if you've been playing games for a little bit do split it up and do try it it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. um and it's 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 pretty much if you've ever split up Guitar Hero it's at that same difficulty level where it's it's not it, like it takes a little while to get into the tune of it but once you guys are in sync with each other it's like you can it, it's easy to not not easy but it's doable without too much like oh my it's not like playing street fighter 2 upside down which i tried once and that wasn't good <laughs> um i want to know what'd you say I don't even want to know. Oh, I thought you said you wanted to know. It's like I don't want. No, to. no, I don't. No. Yeah, you do. No, thank you. Yeah, you do. No, thank you. Yeah, no, you I do. Um, so what else is there that we did um with the Mario thing? Uh, there's a general. Oh, there's a Starbridge thing which we already talked about. Oh, there's this one point where we were doing the split up, and then like a Nintendo World Store employee picked up the other Wii remote and started being our Starbridge. So that was pretty funny. That was three player co op. Yeah. Never before seen. Um, and then we took a picture with Charles Martinet, and he did that woohoo for us, and that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to drink and listen to Super Gravity. Yes. Yes. So I, 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 let me ask you this: in 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 the order of operations, are you going to play a new Super Mar- Like, say you were going to purchase one of these games, or let's pretend you because you already have Mario Galaxy, right? No, I don't. Oh, you don't. Okay. So say you were going to purchase either Galaxy or New Super. Which one you go for? Is it, having played both in some capacity, which one would you actually want to go for first? Uh, it's a tough one. I honestly would probably get New Super Mario Brothers Wii first, just because I think that um, I would get more mileage out of it with the the co op and the and just the, the general style of play. Mm-hmm. Um. Mario Galaxy, I know there's going to come a point like, for example, if I have Evelyn play the game, she's going to be like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, okay. But technically, they're supposed to have made the game so that that doesn't happen, but I honestly think Hint that... Hint system! I made hint system for wait, people. Did the hint system um come out only in like Mario Galaxy 2, or did, or was that also Mario Galaxy? I don't, I don't think it's a Mario Galaxy. I'm just making fun of Iwata. Yeah, I know. 
but I just wanted to know if it was uh, in the first one, because then I think the hint system might actually like work for her, because then she won't have to go to Game Facts, but she'll go to Game Facts anyway. <laughs> I'm like, don't go to Game Facts, just figure it out. And then I see like in the history Game Facts things. So I'm like, oh well. Um, <laughs> she should learn how to clear her history. <laughs> she knows how to clear her history. That's all the bad. I think part. I think she does it to spite you. Yeah, I think it's she funny. Does. She had a. Wait, I wonder if it's still here. No, she deleted it. She had a. Uh, she copied from Game Facts like a, a portion of a walkthrough for, um, Mario Galaxy. Yeah, not Mario, not Mario Galaxy. Mario and Luigi three. Woohoo! And she wrote on the name like my Mario and Luigi. Walk- no, my Mario walkthrough because she she calls like every single game Mario. Um. Wait, Mario wait, wait. Walkthrough. So if you handed her Bionic Commando, it would be my Bionic No, 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 no. <laughs> Every single Mario game, Mario. Okay. Because uh, she doesn't really play anything else other than Mario games. And, like, I gave her Phoenix right, and she played it for, like, probably, like, 10 minutes. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But when I gave her Mario Luigi 3, she was playing that shit, like, every day. So. Did you, so, did you play through... Mario and Luigi, and then uh, did you play through Superstar Saga and then Partners in Time? I know this is a this is a tangent, but yes, or, I played through, through both, both of them. Jeez, I I need to catch up so bad. I'm still in the Chucklehuck Woods in the first one. What? Oh no 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 no! Woohoo University! That's where I am, and I don't <laughs> and I don't know what I'm supposed to do, so I might as well just start over again. Ah, oh. I'm bad. I know. Who beans? He beans. Um. Ah, I remember that game. I think to answer my own question, I would probably buy Mario Galaxy because Mario 64 by now is kind of old, and it shows, and I never really enjoyed Super Mario Sunshine as I wanted to. It it felt... Just just something about that. I mean... uh, I I don't get it. I think Jeff Gersman put it best in his uh, GameSpot review when he was still working for GameSpot. It was basically when you finished something and you got a shine, it was like, thank God I'll never have to do that again instead of, oh, my God, that was awesome. I accomplished something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you do something yeah. in the game and it's just like, oh, my God. Like, I, like in Ninja Gaiden even, I will go so far as to say that no, even though it's ass hard and, like, brutal, like, there were a lot of times where, like, that was totally awesome. Once I, you know, once I, I stop um, hurting... <laughs> I may go back again and try that battle again because it was awesome. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, with um, with Devil May Cry, a lot of it was like, okay, thank God I'll never have to do that again. Not necessarily because it was so hard, but because some of it was so tedious. Like, the spider boss, when you had to... um. I don't know if you remember, but it's the lava spider. Oh, I remember. It's, a, it's, a one of, <laughs> it's one of the lava spider bo- fights where um, it, was in a, it wasn't outdoors. It was in a room. And like there were there was shit on the wall that you had to like hack at, right? The the last one. Yes, the last one. I hated yeah. that one. And it was it wasn't that it was hard, it was just tedious, all the stuff that you had to do. You know what I mean? And so Well, you see, the thing was it was hard for me, but only because I kept getting sucked in and had to fight bosses that I didn't want to fight. Oh Old bosses from like, you know, like I had to fight what's his name? Uh the 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 guy. You know, the 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 night, uh, the father Virgil. No. Yes, Vir- No, not Virgil. Is it Virgil? I don't I know. Think it was Virgil. I don't. know. You know who I'm talking about, though. I the the guy. In, yeah, the the guy with the sword. Yes. 
Yeah, that was annoying. Like all, I, all the only way I beat him was I just spammed on my air attack, right? And it's just like irritating. It is. Like the one boss in Ninja Gaiden that I'd say I felt that way that I remember is um when you're in the it was indoors in a in like a a, a like a fortress palace type structure and it was the, it was it was that stupid lady who's floating around and then Rachel comes and helps you or something is is the sidekick named Rachel I can't remember uh in the first one it's yeah. Rachel yeah so so I don't know if you remember that part but like you're fighting yeah I remember she's her. flying around and she has this like M Bison like attack like flaming Psycho Crusher type attack where she's like she like zooms across the screen and it's almost impossible to hit her yeah just in general like that was one of the areas in Ninja Gaiden where like thank god I never had to do it again but like and, and Mario Sunshine felt that way and a Mario game shouldn't feel like that it should feel challenging especially a Mario game it should I, I like t- the way I say it it should feel challenging and it should you know, it should tax you, but at the end of the day, you should be like, you know what? Now that I've done this and I know how it's done, I actually try, kind of want to try it again to get better at it, because that's how much fun Which, it is. Oh, oh, just you're talking about in general, yeah. yeah. And and you know, I didn't get that from Sunshine. Um, yeah, I didn't get that from 64 either. But you know, there is something that always nags at me about Mario 64. It's like you should really go back to that and really try and at at the very least. Get enough stars to finish the game, mm-hmm. and it's just like I, I'm, I'm always so pissed that there's a point in Mario 64 where it just gets, it's just not that it's too difficult, but it becomes too tedious for me. Right? Where is like, that? Oh, I'd late probably like 50 stars in or something. Like when you start getting into those sky levels. Oh God, levels, those are the like worst. That. Yeah, it's just like, oh, God, I just keep dying over and over and over again. But you know what? The more I talk about it, the more I'm going to want to pull out the <laughs> Do it and now! It's one of those things, those nagging challenges that you're like, you know, I really want to get that challenge, uh, you know, under my belt. Right. And just, just get, just, just say, I did that. I, I took I care did of that. this. <laughs> I did this. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I mean that that said, you know, def- I definitely want to go for Galaxy for those reasons is that I you know, I have yet to get to a 3D Mario game that I'm totally like, yes, this is it. You know, you play mm-hmm. you play um Mario 64 and you're like, wow, what a revolution, but I'm not completely into it. You play Mario Sunshine and it's like, all right, this game is just an asshole. And I'm play like playing Mario Galaxy 2 yesterday was like this feels right. You know, this feels good. Um, it feels interesting. It looks great. Like, the camera doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's at a point where it's like, all right, I'm ready to take that dive. Whereas New Super Mario Brothers, it's like, all right, um, the DS version was awesome. I got a lot of mileage out of it, and I know what I'm getting into. But it's Mario, as we've known it. And I've had many great Mario experiences. And I'm ready for a different one at this point. Ah. That being okay. Galaxy. You know, because, yes. I mean, you know, New Super Mario Brothers is great, but it's also Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, which is not bad. It's not a bad thing at all. Um, But it's like, okay, you know, I would totally go for a God of War 4, but I really don't need one at this moment. Well, you got Ghost of Sparta coming. That's true. And I'll probably get that, even though I just said what I said. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's 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 just... 
the new thing... Ghost of, I mean, well, with God of War, it's like, you really can't get enough God of War. It's not like a Mario game is only like a short 10-hour game that you can just kind of run through in a couple of days and be like, damn, I wish I had some more Mario. Mario will take you a while to beat. That's true, And it's yeah. rough. And then you really kind of, like, <clears throat> I think, because since I haven't actually finished a 3D Mario game, uh, I think that you probably feel really satisfied after finishing a 3D Mario game. Yeah. That's that's what I would assume. Uh, or that's at least what I want out of it. But Mm-hmm. Not no, uh, damn, I don't have to do this again. Exactly. Because, you know, I keep trying to play Mario Sunshine. I keep trying to finish Mario Sunshine. And then it comes to that point where I'm like, I really don't want to play Mario you Sunshine. Know, you know what it is? It's 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 the it's all the stuff that they tried to do with Flood. Mm. And it's like yeah. it adds this mechanic like and I remember Miyamoto's like, Oh, I've added this new great thing and it's like, okay, it's a water backpack. Good. Like I care, you know? But all cynicism mm-hmm. aside, it's like, alright, it's a water backpack, let's take it for what it is, and let's try to play this game. But as you're playing the game, like it may, it asks you to do all these water backpack things that just either don't feel good or are are kind of hard to pull off to a point where it's not challenging, it's just unsatisfying. You know, like I I, I feel like I feel like Mario as he is is enough, you know, or Yoshi or something. You know, it, it's it's more pure, and the water backpack just kind of takes away from the purity of it and gives you something else to worry about. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, sort of. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I can. I. Bleh. I can relate to what you're saying. Can or cannot? Can. Oh, okay. Cause like it 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 doesn't feel natural. Everything about the Mario movements just feels so natural, even when you mm-hmm. get on Yoshi's back, and and Flood just doesn't, you know. So I don't know. Um, but enough about Mario because we've got another old school game to talk about. What is that old school game? You won't know until we come back. So stick around or don't. If you don't, you suck though. We'll be right back. We're back, and that special uh, thing that we were referencing, that old school game, should we tell them or should we make them guess? No, it's pointless um, to make them guess. Yeah, it's pointless to make yes. them guess. It's a Let's Rebooting of Castlevania. So, Vampire Hunter. What'd you say? Oh, Vampire Hunter. What was your first Castlevania game? Uh, that one. Summer's Quest. 
Oh, me. Yeah, oddly enough, me too. Um, the only reason that that was my first one was because, uh, I remember when I was a kid, and I saw the cover of Castlevania, and I thought it was a scary game, like because everything fucking scared me when I was a kid. I fucking hate being thinking about myself as a kid, but um. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. Like, everything used to fucking scare me. I mean, shit, granted, the stuff that scared me when I was a kid apparently still scares me now, from what I told you yesterday about Pet Cemetery. But, um, <laughs> actually, that movie just really depressed me because of the stupidity involved. But, um. And they misspelled Cemetery. Yeah. And they actually say that it's spelled wrong in, in the movie. Anyway, um. I did not play the original Castlevania for years and years and years and years. I, I don't even think, um, like I'm trying to remember a, a platform that I actually played it on, but I can't. Um, that, um, yeah, that's, that Simon's Quest was a game that I had rented, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing in that game, since it was, you know, like, an adventure game with a map. Various, excuse me. Various destinations that, you know, I, I could not have understood when I was, like, Oh, 10. God, yeah. How are you supposed to know that you're supposed to, like, headbutt the fucking wall? Right. Which, and you know, you can't, which you can't do. At... Right, yeah. Well, headbutt you're the just supposed wall. to run into it. <laughs> yeah. And then there's that whole thing with the uh, the whirlwind. You had to take the red crystal and kneel for five seconds at, at the corner of the world. It's basically very Zelda 2-ish. Yes, it is. It, it was like Konami did the same thing with, with Simon's Quest that Nintendo did with uh, Zelda 2. And the, But the difference between Zelda 2 and Castlevania is that there was more direction in Zelda 2. In Castlevania, it was more like uh, figure it you know, out. You start out. Yeah, you start out in a town, and then people say this really messed up, like poorly translated stuff to you, and then you just kind of like have to step out into the world and hope you don't die, and then kind of piece things together as you go along. Oh my God! Did we mention this in our games we'd like to see remade episode? Because this Castlevania? is Castlevania. Castlevania Two. No, I this don't is, think we this did. This is totally a game I'd like to see remade. Yeah, I think I would like to see like Simon's Crest re- remade, but like uh Simon's Crest we made. Simon's Crest remade. That's right. No, Simon's Quest remade like uh maybe in an uh, almost like an oblivion type of uh like a first person point of view or maybe even a third person point of view, but take it in the direction of you're able to develop skills and improve Simon as you go along or something like that. Uh-huh. Put some more depth into it, not just make it a, uh, you gotta grab items and then you gotta go and, like, get this piece of Dracula and then go talk to somebody in the town and then go get this piece of Dracula and get this other thing and then go over here and, and do this and go to the other part of the world so you get another piece of Dracula and then you know, whatever. And beat the game, like, in under five hours so you get the good ending. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is this is very much, if if people want to argue that it's Metroidvania and not Metroid. Castlevania 2 is a great case for for them being like, look, they they actually, I mean, they they weren't the first ones to do it, but they did it pretty early on. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, so that was also my first uh, exposure to it. Um, I 
I'm trying to remember the genesis of how I came upon it. Um, I think, um, I think that I had heard about it from friends at school, and mm-hmm. so because I heard about it, I was like, let me see what this is all about, and I I begged my parents to rent a copy from RKO Video when that thing was still alive, and so I played it, and I think I got like, I think I got the rib. And the uh, the second one after the rib, and then I returned it, um, and then I played it again at another friend's house and got no further. I got the rib and I got the second thing and I returned it. I mean, and I <laughs> left my friend's house. But since then, I have never really had great hands-on time with it. Um, I mean, I made some progress, but it's all a blur in my memory. And mm-hmm. I think what's most memorable to me about it is just the music. Which oh, is, yeah. Which which is sad because you want to remember a game like ideally for its gameplay, um, but it kind of just went like went into all these weird paths, and yeah, like the whole headbutting thing that that just kind of was a little smear on its you know legacy. But I, great, good. I wouldn't even say great. Good game, but you know I, I definitely think that it deserves a remake so that we can kind of play it as it as it should be played. And I know that sounds pompous, but I mean, you you could you could sense almost that there's like a lot of things that's great about that game. It just because of when, perhaps when it came out and what developers' mindsets were like that it you know it just didn't come through. And I think the most disappointing thing about it was that because I had played it first, when I played the original Castlevania, that was disappointing. So the fact mm. that I was disappointed by that game was disappointing. <laughs> but because I didn't know anything about it, I'm like, oh, this is just a straight. You know, action game. There's like little adventure to it. Oh, that sucks. Of course, this was when I was really young. What What was that? They have all of them on Virtual Console, and I did not really know that. Neither did I. That might be fifteen dollars I have to invest. <laughs> uh, you mean one, two, and three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Rondo Blood, but we already have that. Yes. On PSP. Yes. But I'm still. Bu- you know what? Just you know, for for posterity's sake, I'm going to buy it, because it's something that we've been, like, I've been waiting for in its original form for so long. True. And, and, and we kind of have it, but we don't have it at the same time, Yeah, in its original form. Yeah, and even though, like, I, I you know, I I do have the Turbo CD version, like... Yeah, that's what I meant. It, it, it's not American, and it should have been American. You don't have a Turbo CD either. Yeah. I, I Well, yeah. actually, you know, I think... Well, granted... That the the game is not American, right? Um, this <laughs> this game for Virtual Console is the Japanese game. It's not translated. Oh, that's a good point. Hmm. Not that it really matters because there really isn't yeah. much text in the game anyway. But it right. does have like you know like Akumajo Jakura X. I get. I guess the point is I want to support the fact that it came out. True. Like. And it's only nine hundred points. Like if Radiant Silver Gun came out, like and I owned. <laughs> Like I would like kill people to get that game. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I would still like like to. if they localized it, but I already had it. Or if right. like, what what Japanese game do I have? I'm trying to think. Like if they came out with, well, this Dance is a bad exa- this is a bad example because it's not that great of a game. But the Dragon Ball games, okay, that I bought oh. when I went to visit Taiwan, and I bought the Japanese versions. Not great mm-hmm. games, but again, hypothetical situation. If they were, I would like if it came out in America, I'd be like, oh great, it came out of my native language as as I always wanted it to come out. So I will support it and I will buy it, you know, mm-hmm. just to show them that look, there is an interest in this market. Um, but yeah, so so Castlevania One 
like when I no, 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 no. Let I'll say this before I even played Castlevania one, I played Castlevania Adventure. Oh wow! And that kind of like ignorance is bliss. I did not know any better, but boy, is that game bad. I mean, have you played that game extensively? No. Because that game is ass hard, and it's the worst controlling Castlevania I think I've ever played. Because mm-hmm. it takes it takes the kind of lumbering, lurching, I can't jump thing to new heights. Yeah, or or not even or heights. new lows, <laughs> as it were, new restricted heights. But oh my god, like there's a section at the end of the first stage with falling platforms that. Like, when you're a second grader and you don't have your motor skills completely, like, at, like, video game ninja levels, even though, like, some kids today are really precocious with that shit, like, that is almost impossible to pass. And it's at the end of the first stage. Because, like, your jumping is so hackneyed, and the the platforms kind of fall really fast. True. I don't know if you remember that part. Uh, not quite. Like, I, I kind of, all I really remember is, like, this, how slow he moved, and how it was hard to clear some jumps. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the same thing. Like, I mean, that's basically... Well, in, uh, not the same thing. I was going to say, that's basically indicative of, of, like, how frustrating that part is. Like... True. It's freaking hard as hell to jump, and it's hard as hell to jump again quick enough to not fall, you know? So, I- I'm done thinking about that game. But... <laughs> Castlevania brought basically, you know, I, and I think it started with the original Castlevania. Like the jumping in that was terrible. It was pretty bad. But like, I think I feel Not like as bad as Adventure. No, it wasn't. And also, I think, like I was saying before, a lot of it was kind of designed that way. I think like the jumps were kind of designed so that you could still hit them even though you couldn't jump. Right. So it was kind of more acceptable in a way. Um but I, I think I got most of my mileage in that game later on in life when I down, and finally when I downloaded it for Virtual Console. I mean, I did play it at my friend Alex's house on his NES a lot. But when I got it on Virtual Console and I had it at my own disposal... Which that, one? The original. Oh, you already have the original. On Virtual Console, yeah. Um, that's oh, okay. when it kind of came into fruition. And it, it, I kind of liken it to a slower Ninja Gaiden. Or I should say Ninja Gaiden's a faster Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Because of... I mean, there's some similarities there. You press up and B to shoot the weapon, and things come out of candlesticks and all that stuff. But it's also this very kind of, um, this zen-like sensation that you get when you know a level down pat to the point where you can just walk through it, and you know all the jumps, and you almost go through it without letting your hand off the D-pad. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very kind of, that's a very satisfying experience. Um... And that's what I ended up liking about the original Castlevania is that kind of Ninja Gaiden like like just, I'm just go through it, I'm just bulldoze through it because I'm fucking awesome and you're not. <laughs> um, and that's something that Castlevania Two didn't have. That's something that I feel like I feel like Three doesn't quite have, only because, and this is gonna sound weird, but only because it's a better game, so there's more to it. If that makes True. any sense at all. What was your experience with bit. three at all, if at all? Like, did you ever play three extensively? I haven't formally played it. Um, that's why, I re- like, I really wanted to do a, like a Castlevania type of, um, like retro like run a, through, a run through, like yeah, retro run through where like I go through. Uh, I I would actually start probably with Castlevania three. Uh-huh. Like, I wanted to go and build the timeline, 
Right. Uh, oh, because that's Kanal- started yeah. playing. And then play whatever games came first. Like I think Rondo of Blood and and three. I think no. Rondo of Blood is Richter. Which Correct. Yes. Probably occurred before. Like I actually have the timeline in uh in that that pack that came with Portrait of Ruin. There is a timeline, and it puts all the games in chronological order. And I wanted to play those games in that order. Well, besides the Game Boy games. Right. But, like, try and see if I can get uh some way to get, like, bloodlines and whatnot, if I really wanted to stomach that. But the primary games I wanted to play was uh Castlevania, Simon's Quest, Dracula's Curse, the Game Boy, uh, the DS, the Game Boy Advance and the DS games. And Ronald Blood, and just kind of piece them all together, right? But I haven't really gotten much experience with um, the Dracula's Curse because um, I never actually owned the game, so I never actually had time to really sit and play through it. Now, but uh, now I have an opportunity to because it's on Virtual Console, and I didn't know it. Now, do you know by by chance? Do you know if it's the Japanese version or is it the um, the NES version? The reason why I ask is because the Japanese version was on. I believe it used the um, the special Konami sound chip, and I'm interested to play it with like the original music. Um, well, the version that is on virtu- Virtual Console is the American one. Damn it! Oh well. Cause have you ever heard like the the NES games with uh, that that chip in it? I have no idea. They sound pretty uh, freaking good. I mean, it's not like they're, they're Genesis level, but there's a noticeable difference. Hmm. I think if you um if you download um any uh, an NES music player and you download the um the original Castlevania music file, like Castlevania mm-hmm. music file, you can hear it um because it it, it it oh my god emulates it emulates the the sound chip. So you can hear the difference. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it sounds a lot better, and I, I, I was hoping that they'd do that, but no such luck. Anyway, I, I, I admittedly, I don't have that much experience with Castlevania Three either. I, I know that I, I played it with Alex, um, at again, at his place, um, and I didn't play much of it on my own. So, so, so it's like it, it was an experience where... I watched some of it and played some of it, so I I got a good sense, but not the greatest sense. You know, like it, again, it, it's the whole deal where when I finally got it on virtual uh, the original Castlevania on virtual console for myself, that's when I mm-hmm. really was able to appreciate it because I was you know playing it by myself, of course. Um, but I kind of I'm trying to think. There was there was Alucard who was kind of useless, and then there was that guy Grant. Were, that mm-hmm. was kind of awesome because you could climb walls and shit. Um, right, and then there was the girl. The oh oh right 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 wait 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 was she the useless one? No, she wasn't. She... Somebody was useless. I can't remember. I don't remember because I never really got that far. Right. Um. But then I gotta say that for the longest time, and it's probably it could still apply today. My favorite Castlevania was four. Uh, aside from the DS games and the GBA, the Metroidvania games, um, I would have to say that I heavily enjoyed Super Castlevania 4. 
Um, and then, granted, it's supposed to be a remake of the first one anyway. But, right. Um, it's it, it's a damn good remake of the first one, like incorporating new technology at the time, and as well, um, you know, taking the original game but like making it so that it's actually a different game. It wasn't like they took the game they, uh, it, level they by didn't, level. Yeah, they didn't just improve the state, the, the graphics. They, it was a different game. It was just the backstory was supposedly similar. Right. Um, and I mean, granted, the, uh, the the encounters were pretty much the same, except for um, like some of the ones that I can't remember if there were any in particular actually that used. Uh, the newer technology like mode seven this right scaling rotation for boss fights I actually I don't believe so for boss fights no. yeah, I think all the boss fights were just, were were in one way or another the same as uh the Nintendo one um did the Nintendo one have the dancing couple? Hmm, maybe not. I don't I think so. No, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Maybe because not. Actually, but, that might have, but was that a level that was in the original game? No, the level wasn't. No, you're right. If if the level was in the original, the bosses were probably the same. So, okay, so the NES one had that bat, which I don't think was in um, Super Castlevania 4. I don't think the was bat was the, in it. Was the first boss a, a wolf? The first, the, new one? the first boss was a skeleton riding a skeleton horse. In if, Super Castlevania. Yeah, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. Um, and that definitely wasn't in the original. No. Uh, I think the second boss was Medusa, which obviously was. Um, mm -hmm. The third one, I can't remember. Was it one? Was it the Dragon's Head? I don't know. Um, I don't remember what the bosses were. That's the I. Just, that means I need to go back. And that one, yeah. I believe, I do have for um, for Virtual Console. I know but... that. Yeah, me too. I know that. Um, so so let me run down the litany of bosses in the original Castlevania. There was the Bat Thing. There was Medusa. There was oh, what was stage three like? There was the mummies. Um, mm. there was Frankenstein. Frankenstein monster. Right? Uh, there was. There was a werewolf. No, I not Fra yeah, Frankenstein monster and the imp on his shoulder. Um, mm -hmm. Five was um, I want to say five was uh, was death, and then six was Dracula. I don't know how many stages there were. There were six. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing as a quick tangent. They have the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Virtual Console. Oh God! Oh, I oh. had no idea. Oh. Oh, terrible. There's a lot of games for Virtual Console that I just did not know that were actually on here. Yeah, cause, because they stopped getting good games for a while, and we stopped caring. <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, oh, yeah, here's a game. And then they started coming out with like games for everything, and then it, it stopped becoming the Virtual Console of the week. It became the download of the week. Right. And it, I, so much crap on WiiWare that I just don't even care. Lost Winds. I want to get that. I think I do have that now. Mm. Um. But yeah, I think. Uh, I. I think even. Even. Um. There are eleven stages in uh, Castlevania Four. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about the original one? I'm. I'm pretty sure there's six, but I just want to be sure. Uh, let's see if they say it in the description. 
da, 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 da. scroll up really fast. It should be six, because I remember that the first one's out outside and in the castle. The second one is um is is with the flying Medusa heads and it's in that like reddish area. Uh the third mm-hmm. the third one is Yep, there's six. Okay. Um But yeah, I, I, I like four the most because of I guess, and a lot of it, I admit, has to do with nostalgia. But just the 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 versatility of Simon, and mm-hmm. the the combination of the versatility of Simon, the art direction, the music, um, the level design from a from a mechanical standpoint, not from an art artistic standpoint, um, like all those last levels, like um, once you once you get to the castle, are freaking great um even that frustrating one with the mo- with the with the moving platforms that can crush you mhm um and i feel like symphony of the night was a fantastic game but it it doesn't i i think i credit where credit's due but it does more of a we're going to take an, a fantastic idea and make our own fantastic game out of it whereas castlevania 4 was just like no this is like a completely unparalleled experience that you've never had before because we're using the technology in the Super Nintendo. We're, we're giving him versatility. He doesn't control like a log anymore. You know, it, it was, it was mm-hmm. almost completely new. Yeah, and, and he's able to, you know, sh- uh, throw his whip in eight directions and then you can yeah, all that stuff. Know, play and with the whip after it's done. And I don't get that sense of newness from Symphony of the Night. I get that sense of... This is like I said. This is an amazingly refined experience, um, but it's not its own experience. Mm-hmm. You know, which doesn't make it a bad game. I mean, I mean, I know that people put a premium on on originality where they really shouldn't because a good game is a good game. But like, it just it just changes the way I inherently felt about it. You know, it's not something that I voluntarily say I choose to not like Symphony of the Night as much. It's just I don't. Right. Um. As great as it is, and and that's why I even like Rondo of Blood better than Symphony of the Night. Um, and and then after Symphony of the Night, all those Castlevanias were just you know they were all great, but they were all just like like when are they going to stop? When are they going to make a different type of Castlevania? You know, like at, at the very least, go back to the old type of you know thing. And I suppose that's why I really wanted to like the PlayStation 2 Castlevanias because they were kind of like they they were just straight up adventure games. They weren't necessarily like Metroidvania esque, although they, they yeah, but they weren't all that great either. Exactly, exactly. That's why I re- that's why I, said I really wanted to like them, but I only sort of liked them. Mm-hmm. I, and the only one I really played was Lament of Innocence. Um, but yeah. So so what was the um what was your favorite out of the I guess I'll say it. The Metroidvania ones. Hmm. That probably is still going to be Harmony of Dissonance. Really? Yeah, I just like the way that the the game itself feels in terms of controlling the character and being able to dash like back and forth through the game. Is um while Circle of the Moon was okay to me. I I. I kind of liked it still. Uh, I know you, like, freaking hate it. Oh, we'll go into that in a second. <laughs> I mean, we have yet to go into that. But I, I like um, 
I like Circle of the Moon. I really, really like Harmony of Dissonance. Uh, Aria Sorrow was a great game, but, uh, I don't know, it just seemed a little too dark for me. Like, cause, you know, it took place in the future and blah, blah, blah. And, right. Uh, I didn't get to play too much of Dona Sorrow because, like, I borrowed it from you and I didn't get to finish it because of whatever. And I gave it back. Uh, that's the only one I actually don't have. Uh-huh. And then, um, I have Portrait of Ruin and Order of Ecclesia, which, while they're pretty good, the, it's just the the mechanics of both of those games and the the designs. Excuse me. Oh, good. Um, they're just. I said tequila <clears throat> catching up with you, buddy. No, that's that lack of sleep catching up with me. Tequila lack uh, of sleep. Right, tequila is gone. Um, the the mechanics just don't elevate it. I think they. The the games felt pretty good and everything, and they were really good, like to play through. And there's just nothing really that really stands out mm-hmm. from the both of them as much as like the way Harmony Distance like stands out to me in terms of the enjoyment of the gameplay and just how the the, the game worked out. With if I could remember clearly, I do believe that that was a, a double ending game. Okay. Well, because from everything that I heard about Ecclesia, it was like, oh, the systems are actually really good in that, and it was like completely new and stuff, and and not I'm not gonna say revolutionary, but so different that it you know it really made it worth it. Mm. What were the systems in that game again? Yeah, it stole souls from the uh, the enemies. Okay. But they were like random. It was like uh, Aria of Sorrow. A, sort of like Aria of Sorrow. Oh no, wait. It was that was Arya Sorrow, where you would steal yeah. souls, like and and enemies would drop their abilities. Yeah, I really but like that. With Ecclesia, shoot, there was a certain way that you were able to get the ability from the enemy. I think you, one of your weapons was able to actually pull the ability out of the enemy, and then the way the game worked was like. It was all about a, a a big kind of a goose chase for um the the a particular power or something like that that was needed to prevent Dracula's resurrection and then it kind of just goes from there. I don't want to reveal anything, but they needed your ability to be able to seal that power. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'm uh, probably like completely wrong, but <laughs> who knows? Yeah. So about Circle of the Moon, which I said I would get to. Um, I don't like that game so much, <laughs> and uh, I, 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 I'll reiterate why it's so fucking. Dark. I, I I can't remember whether or not we discussed this a few minutes ago or offline, but it's way too dark. Even when you get the lights back on. Actually, let me be fair, okay? Once you get the light on in the GBA, it's okay. But I think it's funny how, how Harmony of Dissonance, like, drew this outline around Just, or Justy, or however mm. you pronounce it, simply because people complained about how dark the other one was. <laughs> and I think that's kind of indicative of, like, how annoying it was. Because even, um, I forgot the guy, the kid's name in, uh, in, in Aria of Sorrow, but... Um. 
Ah, uh, Sora, wasn't it? Or something like that. I, 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 so, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know. But I'll find out. It's it, it it he he was drawn like his character is wearing like a white trench coat, you know. So so that that was all part of the aesthetic to get things more visible. Mm-hmm. And I, I just that okay. So that's not the only thing. Okay, the other thing <laughs> is that he moves like a slug. Like all the other Castlevania games, he moves like a freaking slug, and I can't stand that. And it makes the game unnecessarily difficult. Do you remember the Colosseum? Mm, sort of. And that game where it was basically just room after room after room after room of monsters. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't get, I couldn't get really far in that because every time something would happen where I couldn't jump over it or I couldn't run away from it fast enough or something, and I know everyone's gonna say you get get better at the game. I don't care. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm never playing that game again. Um, the character's name is Soma. Soma. Soma Cruz. Soma Cruz. Yeah, I remember that part now. But yeah, I feel like I think um my favorite of the Vania of the Metroid esque games probably would still have to be Symphony of the Night. Mm, Either Symphony yeah, see, of the yeah. Night or Dawn of Sorrow, because I really like Dawn of Sorrow. There there was a time when I was playing where I was like, This is better than Symphony of the Night. And I don't know how much I really still feel that way, but like it's certainly it's certainly a discussion that I would have with myself while talking to myself. If that makes any sense. No, it doesn't. That's okay. If I were to have a hypothetical discussion with anybody, I think that would be a legitimate discussion to have. Okay. And if that anybody meant that I had to talk to myself to have that discussion, so be it. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't make sense because you're reading something. <laughs> what did you find out? Nothing. Uh, I was just reading the um, the thing on Arya Sorrow, and it led me to Harmony Dissonance, and I'm remembering all the little bits of Harmony. Like, they're talking about basically all the stuff that is in Harmony Dissonance that can be found in other games. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know using a whip like in Castlevania 4. Yep. And um the uh relics that give you access to other parts like in Symphony of Night and the the dashing uh which is unique to Harmony of Dissonance. Um, right, I forgot about that. Which is that that's my main draw to that game cuz I'm just, just rushing through all the enemies and just whipping the fuck out of them. It's awesome. Uh, and this game draws previously, uh, oh, previously, heavily from previous games with enemies, and a lot of the characters are from Symphony Night and Rondo Blood, and then you can, another unique feature of Harmony of the is that stupid room, getting, like, sofas and shit. Huh? You don't remember? There's a part in, um... Uh, like a part of Harmony of Distance is a room that has nothing in it. And as you go and fight enemies, they drop pieces of furniture that you collect and you put it in that room. Oh, wait! I think I'm starting to remember. And every time you go back in the room, like the room is more and more furnished. I don't it's think I paid this. much attention to that, but I, I do recall something of the sort. That's funny. Mm. Uh, yes, yes. Then Maximum Load. That was pretty fun, too. 
Like, I think that was, like, one of the only, um, uh, like, other second modes that I actually played through. The maximum mode. Mm. Because then there was the uh, other one. I'm trying to remember. This was from, I think, Aria of Sorrow. The, uh, the, the dude, the old dude. Let me see if I can find his name. Julius. Yes, Julius. Julius mode I didn't really play too much of. Um, but I played, I played maximum mode. I think I might have finished it with maximum mode. I'm not really sure. I think, uh, I, I think Julius mode was basically like, hey, you get to play with a whip now, right? No. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not reducing it to that, but I'm saying, like, from the standpoint of, like, Soma doesn't use a whip, per se, but for anybody who wanted to get that old sensation, they could, they, they'd play as Julius. Right, and he had, like, all the abilities that he had, um, like, some of this, this, I forget exactly what the abilities were, but he had some abilities that you need to get to different places where you didn't have to collect them. Wait, say that again? He had the ability that you needed to get to different places, but you didn't have to collect them because... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He came equipped with all the the good shit. Because they seem to not ever want to create a separate interface for the second character. So you can't, like, go into the pause menu at all in these games. Or it's just... that, That I found, like, really weird. It's like an afterthought, like, hey, it would be kind of cool if we, you know, did this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, if we go into the pause menu, then uh, you're going to wind up destroying the game because they're all going to Because it's going to be character. buggy. Yeah. Mm. So let's not <laughs> give you access to the... Let's uh, not do it. Let's not do it. You got to do it! Um, you got to do it. I I I just I guess I remember what I was going to say now. You, when you mentioned that Harmony Dissonance was your favorite, I, I, I was a little surprised... Because uh, I remember reading the review that you wrote up for the website. Mm-hmm. And what website is that? TryGames.net. <gasps> TryGames.net. Um, I remember reading the review, and like, it, if I remember it correctly, <clears throat> it was a positive review, but it wasn't entirely enthusiastic. You know? Mm-hmm. And part of it was because of the story. You're like, like I don't get it. Like, why is this here? Why, you know, or was that Final Fantasy 2? No, it, it was Harmony Distance, I think. Probably was. I could take a look at that, too. What was that? Oh, is that, that your was... victory fanfare? No, that is actually something from uh, Where Worlds Come San Diego. Oh, <laughs> yes, I pulled that game out of my ass. Wow. Um, I remember having yeah. like the IBM version. They, uh, someone found her, by the way. <gasps> like my friend, my friend was on the subway, and he he happened across a lady that was wearing. Her, her hat and a trench coat and he was like I found her and took a picture and posted it on Facebook <laughs> overall where's the plot it's pretty lame and the story doesn't progress very often at all yeah I was like huh <laughs> yeah we'll see um, I didn't say I like the story I can't even right. remember the story <laughs> but I like the gameplay of um, of uh now, yes, just looking at the uh, the second paragraph of my review, I remember what the story was. Oh, God. It's a freaking love triangle. Oh, right. Ah. Oh. Yeah, but see, I, re- I remember, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, like, I think my beef with that game was kind of 
how um how the uh the levels kind of felt it they, they didn't feel interesting some of them like there there were some stretches of 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 level design where it was just big empty rooms full of enemies you know mm-hmm. and i i feel like that didn't really work to its favor whereas if some it, again it's like it, it's not it's not um oh my god i can, there we go i remember the name it's not god hand you know and it and it kind of like it can't it can't rely on that that kind of like oh we're just going to throw a bunch of shit at you you know what i mean yeah um and I, I, I don't know, I found that a little bit disappointing where even Circle of the Moon had some more interesting level design to it. Um, and furthermore, Aria of Sorrow, I think, was, you know, of the game, like, when I first played that and I finished it, I was like, you know what, the, these, uh, this, this castle is, I think, is the smallest one of the three, but it's the most interesting it's the most interesting. It's the most dense one, and I like that one the best. Obviously, it was the last Game Boy Advance one. You know, mm-hmm. by all rights, it should have been, you know, the most improved one uh, out of all the three. But um, the other thing that bugged me about um, what's it, what's it called, Harmony of Dissonance, was the music, which I didn't really get to hear too much of. Oh, yeah. I I mean, it, and it wasn't the compositions were great. It was the fact that the instrumentation was very eight bit. Mm. And they said they said that they did that because they wanted to put more emphasis on brightening the graphics. <laughs> Which okay, you know, if if that's what was required to make the graphics look better, you know, that's not like I don't I don't you know I'm not gonna question the validity of that statement. But at the same time, Aria of Sorrow looks print. Wow, I just went into English. Looks plenty bright. Okay, and the music was pretty decent there. The quality of it, at least, not not necessarily the compositions. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's like what you know. I I I don't know. I guess maybe they got better developing it. They they got more used to the Game Boy Advance hardware and the dev kit. Blah 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 blah. But you know, that just kind of bugged me. And I I I can't remember. There was some site that gave it like a ten. I feel like IGN gave it a ten, or maybe it was <laughs> EGM. No, no, because IGN didn't give tens like that. But EGM gave it like a ten, and I played it. and I'm like, are you kidding me? A like, ten? Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yes, I was about to go really. <laughs> but no, I, I I don't know. Um so yeah, it comes down to Symphony of the Night and Dawn of Sorrow for me. Um Portrait of Ruin, I I have mixed feelings about. I mean, it's a good game and all, but um I I feel like the I'm starting to feel I I think halfway through I started to feel like the the dual mechanic was kind of like forced in there. You know, mm-hmm. like it would have been a fine game without it. And I felt like, what's the girl's name? In uh, Portrait Ruin? Yeah. <sighs> beats the shit out of me. Uh, let's find out. So Beats the Shit Out of Me was kind of, you know, <laughs> was kind of useless. Not useless, but like I never really felt like I had to use her. And if you're going to give me that second character, make it feel like I she'd become useful on her own terms. That I'd have to switch to her. And do stuff with her. And, you know, like, I really mainly stuck with the dude. You know? Charlotto. Charlotte. Charlotto? Yes, Charlotto. <laughs> Charlotto. Um, the, only, the... the only thing that I really found her useful for was the uh, stupid female seduction thingy. What? The... <sighs> the captivation. The one, like, Egyptian bitch who would captivate the... Um, the male character, Jonathan, and 
completely like own him. But if you played with Charlotte, you could beat her easy because she wouldn't succumb to the captivation attack. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that was I the only thing that I really, really used her for. I never, I never thought about that. Um, oh, while I'm while I'm thinking about Donna Sorrow and the DS ones, um, I, I just I, I just got reminded by looking at Giant Bomb that the one thing that bugged me at Donna Sorrow was the art style. Mm, I don't know if why? you remember. It looked like a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh right, yeah, it was. Wait, you're talking about not Donna Sorrow, Portrait of Ruin. No, Donna Sorrow. Portrait of Ruin con- Sorrow? continued that, but Donna Sorrow started it. Oh, okay. And then Order of Ecclesia finally moved back to something that was worth, you know, worth it. <laughs> I, I thought that was still, well, yeah, it was a little bit more mature, but yeah. Well, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at it right now. Order of Ecclesia. Oh no! It totally goes back to something like way more, more. At least the box art did. Yeah, the box art. It, it's definitely more uh, mature looking. In game, do they do they resort to like? I don't remember. I think the FMVs were kind of toony, but I don't think there was toony as the others. Right. Like it. It looks more. It looks more anime than the original Castlevania artwork does with all the like transgender looking dudes but mm-hmm. it still doesn't look anywhere near like it's the Saturday morning X-Men of freaking Donna Sorrow in Portrait of Ruin <laughs> like I don't know if you remember the opening movie for Donna Sorrow but no. it it lo- it looked like the it looked like the credit roll like the opening credits of a Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> and I'm just like oh god Tequila, sleep, fatigue. Oh, sorry. I was just like, oh my god, this is terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think uh, I'm kind of ready for them to stop making Castlevania games for a while, unless they go back to the old school. I don't know if you saw the most recent clip of the new Castlevania game, but it makes it look like Castlevania of War or or God of Castlevania. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. Lords of Shadow. And um, and I know that the developers images. are just like, oh, we're not gonna make it that way, but. It looks a lot like it. Hmm. Let's see. Lords of Shadows third-person action adventure title featuring 50 levels with combat platforming and puzzle elements. Combat will utilize a retractable pyrokinetic chain whip called the Combat Cross. <laughs> Short and long-range attacks. Interactions with other items in inventory such as knives, sticks, holy water, blah, blah, blah. Whip is upgradable, not only used for combat, blah, blah, blah. The developers have tried to reach out to new audiences by distancing this game from previously previous Castlevania games, but have kept some elements intact as to not alienate current fans. For example, Vampires and Werewolves are still enemies, but there are now like trolls, giant spiders, and goblin-like creatures. Uh, XP is in the game. Uh, large-scale, fully interactive bosses reminiscent of Shadow of the Colossus, which includes the large ice titan shown in the trailers. And stuff. And stuff. Yeah. I'm also ready for them to stop making the subtitles um, Noun of Noun. <laughs> <laughs> noun of Noun. And and Harmony of Dissonance, I think, was the worst offender, because it's just like, let's take two opposite things and put them together. That'll be really deep. Well, too bad the story wasn't deep. <laughs> you love the story. Wait, did I say that? <laughs> anyway, I think uh, I think we're running long here. 
Uh, so any any last thoughts on Castlevania as a whole? Um, no, not really. I'm just thinking about the noun of noun. Curse of Darkness. Ugh. Two two volume graphic novel based Lo- on oh, but Curse of Darkness is was a game. it? It was the Xbox game and the PS2 game. Yeah. And 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 lament lament of innocence. Right. Let's see. Circle of the Moon. Legacy of Darkness. Uh, which was the '64 game. Uh, Harmony of Distance. Aria of Sorrow. Lament of Innocence. Dawn of Sorrow. Curse of Darkness. Portrait of Ruin. Order of Shadows, which is a mobile phone game. Order of Ecclesia. Uh, then there's Judgment, which was the fighting game. I gotta say this one thing. Uh, I have you to thank for actually owning a legitimate copy of Aria of Sorrow on on the GBA because I don't know oh, if you remember. Oh yeah, here's a story for anyone out Nintendo. there. Nintendo. I purchased um, uh, Aria of Sorrow uh, from from a from an eBay seller, and I got I got a copy of it in a very very legitimate looking uh, cartridge, and I say very legitimate looking, but it wasn't completely legitimate looking. Something seemed off about it. It didn't completely slot into my GBA. Like, it was sticking out by, like, a millimeter. I'm like, something feels wrong. And the box was way too glossy of a box. And then I thought about it. I'm like, this art, this box art doesn't look right. And then I looked on the – and then the the, the instruction booklet was made out of, like, thin, crappy paper. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. So then I look at – I I look at the the back of the the cartridge, and it says Nintendo on it. (laughs) And I'm like, all right. That's it. So I sent it back, and I'm like, I don't want to call him out on it, but I was like, hey, it looks like this cartridge is defective. It says Nintendo on the back of it. I don't know if this is right. It doesn't fit into my GBA slot. Would I be able to get a refund? They're like, oh, very sorry. We didn't. We, we don't like to do this um, to our customers, so we give you the refund. They're like, would you like another copy? I'm like, no, no, thanks. It's all right. And they, they gave me the refund. But I was mad. So I called Nintendo. I'm like, yo, um... I don't want to be the one to say this, but there's this eBay seller named da 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 da. I forgot what the name was. Um, you might want to look into them. The next day, I looked them up and they were gone. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I guess I did my part. Done but, um, and done. D U N done. Um, but yeah, I I, I I await the day when they come out with another Castlevania game that is more traditional, at the very least, a new one that is more traditional, just to take a little break from this shit. Maybe this Castlevania of God of War will be that one. <laughs> Castlevania of War. Yeah. Um, but while we're talking about Castlevania, um, I want to point everyone to a site. Um, Castlevania. There's this great site that I used to go to all the time. It's called Mr. P's Castlevania Realm. It's www.vgmuseum.com. Let me, let me read that again. Uh, www. Oh my god, I'm at the site and it's playing the intro music for the game. Oh no, it's loud. Okay. <laughs> www. Can't hear it over here. Yeah, I can't hear you over the awesome techno. www.vgvaginaandgenitalsmuseum.com slash mrp as in Paul. So it's vgmuseum.com slash Mr. P. Um, he actually wrote an incredibly long kind of dissertation on, on like the state of video games as he saw it on TriGames. Um, so... An erstwhile friend of the site. I haven't, you know, interacted with him in a long time. But if you if you fancy all things Castlevania, you should go to that site and just browse around. He has so much shit on there. Like he has sprites of every enemy, of every kind of attack, of uh, every protagonist, 
Um, he has a storyline behind every game. He has like little cheats and secrets that you can find out from every single game. Um, and it, I, I, admittedly, it looks like an old kind of GeoCities type of site, but like he, you know, it, it's it looks very organized. And he has stuff on Haunted Castle and Vampire Killer and all that other like side offshoot stuff that is kind of but isn't really Castlevania. Um, he talks about the bastardized version of Castlevania X uh, of, of Rondo of Blood that came over as Dracula X. Mm. Um, has stuff on all the Game Boy ones, all the N64 games. It's just a really comprehensive site, and it even uh, let's see, Castlevania Adventure Rebirth is that the one you said was a mobile game? No, 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 no. no, no. Rebirth is a WiiWare one. Yeah, and the, he he's still keeping it up to date. I mean, he's talking about Lords of Shadow. Shoot. Um. So yeah, go visit it. www.vgmuseum.com/slash/mr.p. Um, and if you want to, uh, here we go. If you want to read the article that he wrote, which I put up basically without any editing, because I mean it was I, I wanted to see what he had to say. Um, it's called "Casual Thoughts of a Gamer." So if you go into our search, just type in casual thoughts of a gamer. Is that it's a ten page thing. Goodness. So I mean I don't I haven't read it in a long time. I don't know how much of that still kind of is stuff that I necessarily agree with, though I think at the time I was totally about it, so I have to read it again. But I I, I, I thought it was a good read. And I still think it's a good one. So anyway, that's it for me regarding Castlevania. Any even more laster thoughts from you? Mm mm. I'm done. I think it's pimpage time. I, I think it's, it's time to it's time for people to know where you live on the interwebs. We call that xlm2k.blogspot.com. xlm2k.blogspot.com. Pretty much it. And there's music that you play. Really? Yes. Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. Yeah. Um, what is this music that you play? I play music, mm. guitar, which you can also find at xlm2k.blogspot.com. Um, I'm t- I, I don't even. All right, fine. Uh, Rockerfortemusica.com. There you go. And Pete lives somewhere, but he's not here today, so I forgot all the stuff that he does. Let's see. Um, Twitter.com/slash/driven. Oh yeah, you're on Twitter too. Yeah, well, nobody's gonna follow me, so whatever. D R E D M A G E Dreadmage. It's Dreadmage on Twitter. Uh and Pete does all this shit like youtube.riven.com slash me TV. Um Facebook.tv.com slash Riven. And um other stuff. Yeah, that's Pete. You can find him everywhere. Uh and you can find lots of cool stuff at www.trygames.net. Somehow that sounds familiar. I think that site is associated with us somehow. Uh, you should yeah, also go to www.sharkversusoctopus.com. The versus is spelled out. If you don't go there, you suck. Um, uh-huh. And go visit Mo at Everyone Loves Dinosaurs. And there's right. there's DrFishyPants.com. What is he? He's a doctor who's fish with pants. Yay. We got to find something new to say about his gills or some shit. Because we all know he has pants by this point. He will save your life. And my head's spinning because I'm hungry. And it's almost mm. 3 o'clock. You should probably eat some food. So for Pete. Okay. Bye. For Al. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Shut up. Uh-huh. Okay. Shut up.
What's up? Shut up. I'm your host, Austin. We're gone.